welcome to episode 12.2 of You Shall Not Pass Go. We are your hosts, Dave and Jengis. And we are hosted on GeekAid.com. What's your geek? Here we are. Yes. <laughs> With Evan Goldstein again. Hey, how are you? Yeah, Still <laughs> laughs at our canned intro. <laughs> uh, just as promised, we are now going to teach Evan Dungeons & Dragons. That's right. If you listen to part one, uh, we're doing, uh, if you haven't, uh, how dare you? <laughs> uh, but we're doing a two-part anniversary special because we've been on DK for a year now. Uh, and we are, we decided to, <laughs> for our anniversary, uh, bring along our good friend Evan uh, and teach him a thing or two about the, the realms of geek that we tread. Who has been fighting, learning these treads of geek for like a decade. And I will tell you, already seems very much more open to learning D&D than magic. <laughs> I didn't realize there was as much math in this now as well, so well, we'll see how it goes. And not as much calculation, it's predetermined math. Predetermined math. <laughs> predetermined math, my ass. <laughs> um, Going to be play, uh, running through Dungeons and Dragons. You should make a note. Yes, for for the listening folk. Technically, yes, this is a two part event where it was Magic and Dungeons and Dragons. But this is technically part three. three. <laughs> part three <laughs> of what will probably be a four part overall. <laughs> Sequence. Yeah, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. Our website doesn't allow us to upload straight two-and-a-half-hour podcasts for yeah. some reason. It's a little on the lengthy side. This one probably will be, too. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to get started. I will be serving as Dungeon Master. Jangus will be will be playing his... I will be essaying the role of Kurt, the barbarian. Yes, of course. <laughs> Is he going to be talking funny like that? Oh, yeah. He's going to role-play. Hey, okay. And then Evan will be playing... <laughs> Sir Mark Spectre, the Moon Knight. Um, I'm gonna have to give me a second because I'm gonna have to figure out which voice I'm gonna be doing. I didn't realize we had to do voices. Why do you want to kill me? I am not gonna talk like that. <laughs> Why'd you say Martha? Martha. Why you Marvel Batman? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Cooler Marvel Batman. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> um, all right. So normally, uh, Evan Evan is here in my um, basement. We have my D and D table, my gaming table. He's getting to see kind of how the interface works. Um, normally, I will tell you that there's a miniatures component to this as well, mm-hmm. and a gridding component where you can actually um, devise the battles in really tactical ways. We're skipping that. Okay. All the battles we're just going to do in our minds. <gasps> I know, right? Especially because that'll the be easier for our readers. I almost said our readers. Jesus. Yes. Our listeners uh-huh. um, will find that much better as well. But I will tell you, listeners, that there will be some images I will be projecting on the TV in the middle of the table for Evan to see just to give him representations of what's going on. We will do our best to keep you up to date with, with what those images are. First and foremost being they have a town in front of them. Yes. Um, pretty generic town. In fact, I think it's from Fable 2, as per says the bottom of the uh, the picture or whatever. from Google. So, uh, a basic town that they're coming to. So, as said, we have Kurt and Sir Spectre, the Moon Knight. Um, your Mark, 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 Mark. But you would probably call him. I don't know what you. You'll decide. I don't care. I would, I would. Okay, continue. You'll get there. Okay. Okay. So, Sir Spectre, you wake up. <laughs> you find yourself outside of a village 
kind of quaint in nature, mm-hmm. as per the imagery. Straw, thatched houses, um, basic wooden structures, every now and then a slightly better home than others. However, that's not what seems unusual to you. What does seem unusual is that despite your name, your physical prowess, and basic skills, your past seems foggy to you. You remember pledging yourself to saloon the moon goddess. You knew something about a long time ago. You remember a friend of yours. His name was Matthias. You and Matthias were thick as thieves until he betrayed you when you were both going after an artifact in a tomb. Left you for dead. Mm -hmm. And it is there that Saloon found you and offered you the chance to seek vengeance on your enemy if you would also seek vengeance on on hers. Soon after, you became a paladin of Saloon. These facts you remember, but how you got to this village, why you're here, and why there's blood all over your half plate, you have no idea whatsoever. But standing over you is a man who you feel like you should recognize, but you can't quite seem to place. And he's nudging you and telling you to wake up. (laughs) Arise, arise, my lunar friend. It is almost, it is already morning and we have much to do today. (laughs) This is going to be a long night. (laughs) It has been a long night and now it is the morning and we have much to do. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. Do you you know where we are? Of course. We are in the town of Hamlet. (laughs) Oh, Hamlet. So, a little background information for both you and our listeners. Mm-hmm. Hamlet is one of the original towns created by Gary Gygax, the creator of Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. Um, it was like one of his first adventures was called The Village of Hamlet. Um, we're not running that exact adventure, but I am placing the game in that original town because I thought it would be a little, a little fun to have your first adventure be in what is like a well-known Gary Gygaxian town. Okay. Village of Hamlet. Though no, also note to our more advanced listeners, I'm placing Hamlet in Faroon and not in Greyhawk. It means nothing to you. Just, just there's, I'm nod. There's okay? several. Um, think of it this way, like um, Elseworlds type things. D and D takes place over the course of over the course of many universes. Um, one of them, the world is called Greyhawk, is commonly known. It's for the capital city. We're not playing in that world. We're playing in a different world called Faroon. Okay, but. This two, this exactly. But I'm taking a town. Now I understand. I'm taking a town that only exists in Earth One and putting it in, in Earth, Earth Two. Okay. So that's what I was saying. Okay. So continue. Uh, do, do, you, do you know how I got here? Yes, of course. We adventured here together. As he says that, flashes of images come back in your mind. Do you remember something about an orc raid coming towards Hamlet? Um, there, something about an evil priest of some kind? You remember slaughtering a bunch of orcs, and then the rest kind of gets hazy from there. And uh, <laughs> I feel like I can trust you, so I'm going to be real honest right now. Really have no idea what's going on. Uh, well, there were many festivities last night. Oh, so I don't know okay. if that was the uh, cause of your <laughs> lack of memory right now, uh, but it is best if you get caught up to if you get caught up to speed soon. Uh, 
We, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm character. also going off of uh, great. limited knowledge. So we, we only killed one group of orcs. Correct. And truth be told, Kurt was really drunk. So even the, even the details for him are slightly fuzzy. Um, but you remember that you were on a mission from a local innkeeper who was also an orc. Um, and his name was uh, Giant's Bane. Giant's Bane. All right. <laughs> yes. Um... Do you have a pen or pencil that I can use or not? <laughs> Do you need this? <laughs> I'm going to assume you um, need this. I, I have, I'm sure I have another pencil. Or here, switch. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, feel free to mark it up as yeah. much as you want. We, uh... <laughs> you, uh we, I know we, we, we were in quite the battle the other, uh, yesterday. Uh, in fact, this tunic was brown. Uh, you see, he's wearing a, a very red tunic, deep red tunic. <laughs> By the way, as a paladin, just for flavor, so you know, your holy symbol is always readily available, which is your crescent moon. Oh, cool. Thank you. So people see it. Uh, but I know that it was not the last of them, and we have much more preparations to be doing. We should meet in town at our uh, point of contact. Uh, Giant Spain, I believe his name was. Uh, and we should see where else we're needed to, to oust the evil in these lands. <laughs> that sounds like a phenomenal plan. <laughs> I think we should try to find some aspirin or some sort of medication for this, this throbbing uh, headaches. Yes. I believe the local alchemist should have some herbs or something herbs. To, to, herbs. <laughs> <laughs> to mend that throbbing head of yours, my friend. We might as well pick up some snacks as well, too. <laughs> of course, of course. Many snacks. Kurt likes to keep a uh, personal supply of jerky with him at all times. <laughs> I make it myself. <laughs> I'm going to leave that jerky comment alone. (laughs) Let's go see Giant's Bay. Of course. Here, let me help you up. (laughs) Um, You pull, as you get pulled up, do me a favor. Do a, let's see, let's get your first check in here. Do a perception check. So, a check is always done with a a d20. Yep. So, roll your d20. And I'm looking, and it's zero, zero. And then perception zero, so you don't add anything to it. 20. Nat 20, yeah. <laughs> so, in this game, um, for attacks, okay. for attacks, a natural 20 is always a critical success, okay. and a natural 1 is always a critical failure, Okay. and there are boons to those. In some D&D games, like my own, the DM has the option to extend that rule to all checks and other aspects of the game. So, in this case, you rolled a critical success on your perception check. It's almost like you have spidey sense. <laughs> second. Just everything around you becomes crystal clear. You see the mosquito and the wing is just... <laughs> but in this particular case, what it was I was asking you to roll for was as you get pulled up, you have this huge strong whiff of alcohol coming off of the curve. I mean, like, you get a little drunk just from the inhalation. Okay. So clearly his memory might be a little foggy as well. Foggy. Got it. Okay. All right. So um, we should venture into town and of course and 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 find our point of contact. Who you're telling me is this giant Spain? Yes, person uh, thing. I believe 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, but I'm picking up on Best it. Buddy. Let's let, let let's let's just let's let's go see what we can find. Oh, let's, right. let's 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 let us head into the town. So as you walk to the front gate of Hamlet, you notice that the guards of Hamlet are not what you would say well off. Okay. Not in the sense of their physical health. They seem fine and healthy, but we're talking helmets are old and rusted. The guards are wearing barely any armor. They're Peasantry clothes seem to be sort of ripped and tattered. This garrison, if that's what you would call it, is not well funded. Okay. Um, and he seems to see you both, and he nods. He says, "Ah, yes, welcome back, mighty heroes." And he goes to salute you with the hand that has a javelin in it, and ends up dinking his own helmet off. And he picks it up, and there's a small physical comedy bit, which the two of you may or may not find amusing. Kurt finds it amusing. He finds it embarrassing. You see his <laughs> cheeks flush red. <laughs> And he just sort of like pats his helmet down and he he looks at you with sort of this like unusual reverence, which you now kind of remember, oh yeah, like I'm a knight. This is how I should be treated. Like the the common rabble would respect me a little bit more. So it makes sense in your brain. And he uh he sort of looks at you and he sort of like bows slightly, he says, Sir Spectre, I were you successful? You and your Friend? As as far as I can tell. Yes, we must have, <laughs> yes, we, did. We must have killed scores of orcs. <laughs> yes, I'll go with scores. I like scores. Scores of orcs, you say? Interesting. Well, I can't say I've ever killed one. So oh. you're ahead of... I would love to... Can I be your squire? <laughs> now, if you'd like, you can do it if you want to... like. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to take the lay of the land here because he's kind of bumbly. Yes. I feel like it's going to be a lot of physical comedy as things go on, but that could be a deterrent later on. And I got Drunky Drunkerson over here that may not be as helpful. Wow. True. What was that? <laughs> and, then, and then there was a ding. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say yes. Take this person <gasps> under my wing. He says, oh my god. <laughs> I'm so honored. Sir Spectre goes to salute you again. His helmet tips off again. Same thing We're again. We're going to have to work on he that. He bends over. His pants split. He gets back up. Closes his legs together. And says, <laughs> this one. <laughs> he says, don't worry. I'll leave my wife and children tonight. <laughs> All right, that's not a good thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? You took him under your wing. I did. But unbeknownst to me, he has other responsibilities that he should be taking care of. I don't know how many wives I have across these lands. That's not the goal to be like. That's not the bar to be setting with reverence. I must have uh, a baker's dozen of children out there. Why can't you just say 13? <laughs> Why do you have... Baker's dozen is more words than 13. Kurt is a... Prof- <laughs> Kurt may be a barbarian, but he is not a savage. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, kid? <laughs> My name? Lucius. Lucius, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Lucius, you're going to get your shit together. Okay? Get your family in order. Get yourself done. Do what you need to do to take care of you and yours. And when that arises and when you're all set with that, I'll come back and find you. And then I will take you under my wing. Yes, sir. Sir Spectre, sir. He salutes you again. This time doesn't tip off his head. He says, see, I'm learning. He smiles and, and he goes to salute again. This time knocks into one of his teeth and his tooth falls out. And he goes, nothing. 
You really got to stop saluting. I'm going to say this is your flaw. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he, he waves you into the town. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he lost his ticket. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. <laughs> yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. Uh, you, you make your way through the town. Uh, it doesn't, once again, seem to be a wealthy town, but there is some nobility here or there sparse throughout. Um, in... Her last of the fancy clothes. This is... Uh, <laughs> Look at the fancy pants. <laughs> this is a ground plan of the village of Hamlet for you to peruse. Um, <laughs> Do you know this ground plan? I know, but... <laughs> He's following you. All right. So, the, man with the thing marked with one seems to be, yep, okay. seems to be the Inn of the Welcome Wench, okay. which is where you head to. Okay. The door poses no challenge as you just open it. It's open and ready to go. And though it is only the morning, there already seems to be plenty of people drinking, to which you find... This gentleman staring <laughs> staring you down as you walk in. And he says, Ah, oh, there you are. Of course! We are now, we have returned, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it took you long enough. He cleans out a cup. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have we have come back to report that uh well what what was it again? We've killed. We, I, I, from my understanding, we went out on a mission to take care of some problems. He just looks so defeated. He goes, "Oh God, it happened again, didn't it?" I knew it would. This is why you don't hire random wayfarers who just come into the town. Oh, we can help you. We're adventurers. We're knights. And burr, 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 burr. Look at me. I'm a big guy. I've got an axe. Burr. These are all very true things of me. I have said all these things. <laughs> I am very proud of my axe. <laughs> and understandably so. It's a lovely axe. <laughs> Let's 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 get a couple of things straight here, okay? I was asked to go out to do something, and I did. Okay. What's the problem? Okay. What's the problem? <laughs> he leans on the table with one arm, cleaning the glass. He looks at you with a knowing glance and says, "What was the mission?" Oh, oh that's a that's that's a very good question, and it is going to be what you told me to go out and do the last time I saw you. <laughs> Yes. And? <laughs> You're not helping here, sir. <laughs> what? I didn't know. He says, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, no. I feel like I have some, like I got to get my shit together. <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> no. says, this is what I get. He says, well, here's the, at least the two copper you get just for taking it and attempting it. And he gives you two copper. Now, something you should know, Evan, yeah. is that first, there is a, a treasure portion on the second page where you can write down okay. things that you get um, somewhere in here. Somewhere up in, uh, you can write it here or you can write it over here as well. But in this game, there are four different types of coined <laughs> currency. Is there one below copper? No. <laughs> okay. So copper is the lowest. Then there's also silver, uh-huh. gold, uh-huh. and platinum. Ooh. Ten copper to a silver, ten silver to a gold, ten gold to a platinum. Copper, it's so like... So it's a metric system. Yeah. Okay. 
Copper is like, um, it's your standard fare. Like, a lot of people have copper. Poor people. Average drink would cost? Well, depends on how good the drink is. <laughs> um, I feel you, like I'm going to get a lot of answers like that. <laughs> if, you, if you'd like to know, I mean, do I have it here? Just, the, just something to base it off of? Like mead? Basic mead? A copper. Okay. Uh, a really nice ale, five copper, maybe okay. a silver. Okay. You have a couple gold, you're considered pretty wealthy. Well, okay. You have a platinum, you're considered kind of rich. Okay. All right. Good to know. So it, right. it's sort of like scales. You could buy a house with a boy. A couple platinum and your platinum. Your, your house it. is bought. You have land. Got it. Nice. Cattle? Um, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Hold on. So, um, with that being <laughs> said, um, he passes you the two copper each. Oh, so it's two each. Yes. And he says, a total of four copper. Correct. This guy, he may be losing his two copper. I'm just going to say that. He says, <laughs> wait a second, two copper. We killed uh, a legion of orcs. And as you're saying this, he literally simultaneously says, legion of orcs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like said it the exact same way you did at the exact same time. <laughs> yes. But two copper? He says, you killed nothing. That is impossible. I remember he takes out zombies. He takes out a parchment <laughs> and he slaps the parchment down on the table. He goes, killing something. He goes, here, read it. And he passes you one, too. He goes, go ahead. Clerks cannot um, <laughs> I can't read either right now. So um, He says, he says, open it up. Um, as you look at the parchment, you notice it's sealed. With the crescent moon. Okay. It is your seal. My seal. Your nightly seal is upon this paper. You don't remember sealing paper. No. Mm. I would like to find out what it says. As you open up the parchment, it is a contract explaining a mission in which the two of you were supposed to recover a gemstone from a nearby ruins. Mm. However, supposedly, and this is all in the writing, you'd both been warned that there had been a priest who had been playing with special divine spells that could erase memories and scramble brains. And that should you come back empty-handed, claiming to have killed orcs as your mission, you would be only given the two (laughs) copper rather than the ten gold apiece promised for finishing the job. Because as such, it means your minds had also been tampered with, and you have just become two more in a long chain of adventurers that have tried to recover this gem. Okay. And it's signed by you and I has verify. a scribble that seems to have come from his hand. There's some sort of thumbprint or something. Right. All right. Yeah. Just, oh, that is my signature. That's it. That, that's, and that's your ex right now, there, when, buddy. Now, when you get information like that and it's just to you, like he just said he can't read. Now, you currently, unless you choose to tell him any of that, he plays dumb. He knows nothing of what you just read. Okay. So he just sees you read a paper and that's it. Okay. So, have, so D&D, you have to... So I am going so to... So is wrong, right? I am going to relay this. We have succeeded this. in our mission, This right? is This is the problem. This is what this is. According to this piece of paper, mm-hmm. which you see this this looks like your ex, right? Is that your is that your uh, marking? Yes. Alright. Yes. That's my marking. That's my name, because I can write and read. No, I am very amazed. Someday, maybe when we find time, I'll I'll teach you. Um we did not succeed. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um apparently I knew this was gonna happen too, so that's why we Gave ourselves this little backup to know. Um, 
being the guy that I am, I feel like I have to try again. Of course. And I feel like I have to try again. My honor cannot stand if we have not succeeded in our mission. He says, oh, <laughs> you guys don't even know the worst of it. Uh, and what is that? Take a look. All right, I look. Um, I as you suck. sort of, so you scan the page, you saw your mark, you see this, but you notice something else as you roll down the paper carefully. There's a third signature. Ooh, we lost someone. Do you remember someone being with us? He says, you don't remember the mage? You, me, Axe? <laughs> no, no. You lose Axe? No, you have Axe. <laughs> you, you have Axe. Axe is there. He says, okay. oh. he says, don't you remember Leovold? Leovold. Yes, Leovold. <laughs> These names are uncommon to Evan, so he's going to have to write. Right. Uh, uh, you know, the third of your parting adventure. Group. You know, you know, this is starting to make me look bad. Um, by the way, as the name Leovold comes up, both of your minds, do me a favor. I want you both to make a will save, please. I don't know what that means. So, you roll your d20. I'm rolling my d20. You need a. <laughs> it's a wisdom check. Yes. Okay. And that's so. Wow. Maybe I should roll pretty high. Um, over here it says saving throws. You go for a wisdom saving throw. So I got so, a twenty-one. So twenty-one wisdom saving throw. So instantly hits your mind. Fourteen. It also hits your mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not as instantly though, no, right? Like, yeah. For you, it's like pink. For him, he's like it's like it's like this. You go, you you go. The, the light you, hear, of... you hear Leovold, and you it's like a. <gasps> he hears Leovold, and he looks at you, gasp. Looks at the bartender, looks at you, and. <gasps> I like that. Um, both of you, both of you remember. So you, 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 you remember, you remember going on adventures together as a trio. Shortly after Saloon selected you to be one of her knights, um, is when you met Kurt, and at the same time had met Leovold. The three of you started when you were just very, very like the equivalent of in-game, out of game what we would call level one adventurers, because uh-huh. you're level five now. Uh-huh. In-game, we're just saying new to the adventuring life. The three of you were a, a close-knit group ever since. You tackled so many challenges together across the land. Specifically, the t- what you liked about the two of them is ne- neither one of them had an issue going with you to go find Matthias, this person that had apparently left you for dead and had stolen some artifact of your goddess. Um, you, They were both very willing to follow you in your journey because Kurt... Was accepted it for the adventure, the lust for wanderlust, mm-hmm. so to speak. Whereas the mage Leovold, who just wanted opportunities to explore and to study magical lore and items, okay. and this particular item of a goddess seemed right up his alley. So okay. you, you three had been like the the three amigos, and you literally forgot all about him until this very moment, Would and he's not here I with have you. A plethora of <laughs> so. Alright, so now I'm really feeling like you like shit. Alright. His curtain is also very depressed. Yeah, now. this is not good. We definitely have to, to go and I hope our friend is on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would remember him not being alive, but that's still kind of foggy. Curse mm. uh, these foul magics. This is why yeah. I never trust a warlock. <laughs> Is there is there, is there is there something in town where I can go and maybe get a little little something to clear up my head? I don't want to I don't want to do hair of the dog because I feel that could be dangerous. I do have two copper. 
He says, well, he's like, of course, there's the Shrine to Saloon with the clerics of your people there. He says, also, if you're looking for more of uh, unusual medication, you could go see our local local tea master. There's, of course, also the Druid's Grove, if you want more nature's medicine. There's a Druid's Grove in here. And a trading post, because... As you may not be aware, Hamlet is very much a road, a crossroads village. Mm. Tons of imports and exports come through here every day, and we're bound to have more than what we need. So those would be my recommendations, but all I can say is, and he spits into the glass as he says, get the hell out of my bar. Ooh, <laughs> he seems a little angry, rightfully so, I get it. I'm gonna go go check in with uh, with Saloon to try to get my head straight. You, I will come with you, my friend. I don't feel it would be as good for you, so why don't you check out one of the other? You don't know that. <laughs> I want this to be a little me time, you know? Uh, there's certain things. I understand. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go do some. Meditating at the foot of my goddess. Okay. Uh, so you walk toward... Do you follow anyway? That's a real question. <laughs> no, I respect my friend's wishes to be alone with his... You know, I, I, Kurt understands uh, when it comes to your goddess. That's the... That's yes. you. That's, <laughs> Kurt may Oh, like, I really thought you thought I was going to go play with myself. I, <laughs> no. Okay. Kurt may be a barbarian. <laughs> Not <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> It's the last time we get to use that line. I'm letting him know. Um, <laughs> I will challenge. <laughs> I feel a catchphrase. So you make your way over to the Shrine of Saloon, which you are instantly um, greeted by clerics of the order. They already have offered you food, wine, whatever you could use. And one of them, uh, a cleric named... <laughs> So is that the name generator you use? This is it. Name generator time. Key-hal. Key-hal-i. Key-hal. You're right, me Key-hal. Key-hal-i is an elf. An elf cleric of saloon. And says to you, hello, my friend. Welcome back, Sir Spectre. Knight of our goddess, what brings you back to the shrine? I need some centering. I see. Well, if you may wish to do some divine worship, perhaps communing with the god, might do you some good. She always answers those in need. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to go. <laughs> so, you should know also that clerics are healers. Okay. As are you in some ways, but... Clerics are like the Healy types. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the words weren't that bad. It was the finger motion, which doesn't really play on, on audio. <laughs> to the family types. <laughs> um, so you walk over to this beautiful shrine. It has the crescent moon, and within the crescent moon is the symbol of Saloon. Saloon symbol is not just um, a moon. Her specific symbol, I'll show you what it looks like. I'll bring it up. Why do old-timey bartenders clean the glasses with spit? You know? Water? That is the symbol of Saloon. 
That's pretty dope. Might want to move it closer to <laughs> I can see it. No, okay. it's pretty dope. Cool. Yeah. So, um, you step in front of the altar, you kneel down, mm-hmm. uh, you close your eyes. I need you to make a. We'll go with a religion check. Nice. 22. It's pretty good. Just a plus three, you know? Well, it's plus three, plus three. Oh, no. Th- this is already added in the mold. So, it's so, yeah. plus three. So, yeah. That's still really good. Okay. With the 22, as you kneel there, you begin to get a flurry of images. As you, you, you kind of, you center yourself, you take your breath, you breathe in deep, you're praying to Saloon, and these images begin to just flash through your mind. At first, you see what you believe to be the image of your goddess as she's ever been named in lore. And that is a woman in a silver mithril gown, silver sash, um, kind of um, pale white hair, um, piercing eyes, but a darker complexion. And she's holding a staff similar to the one that you carry, the Argon. This beautiful pale moonlight basks within her. But then as you watch, you see the moon begins to darken and an eclipse happens. And as the moon darkens and the eclipse goes over it. Um, you watch as she morphs into another woman who looks similar, but there are key differences. Instead of this beautiful sort of pale white hair, it's this pitch dark black hair. Um, instead of this gorgeous white silvery mithril gown, it becomes this sort of um, green and purple like male and plate. Um, instead of holding the staff that you wield so well, there are these two daggers in her hand, and she's smiling, and her eyes become piercing purple before you instantly get like almost like a jolt through your system, and you kind of take a step back, and you get up, and you're just almost dazed from whatever the image was you just saw. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that situation. This was supposed to help a brother out. Yes. With a knowledge 22 religion, because it was so good, I will tell you, (laughs) it's very, very easy to make a connection as to what you probably saw. And with knowledge of Saloon, Saloon has a twin. Okay. Her twin sister is a goddess named Char. Okay. Char is known as the Mistress of the Night. Okay. She is also like the known as the Lady of Loss, the okay. night singer, the dark goddess, the dark lady. She is the candid, really evil god of this world. Okay. She has. She's the antithesis of my goddess. She is. She even helped. So d- there's two types of magic in the world. There's divine magic uh-huh. and arcane magic. Okay. Divine comes from the gods. Yeah. It's saloon that is granting you your magic. Okay. Then the arcane magic, like the wizards, they're granted magic from just the power around them. Okay. Specifically that power, they name it as the weave. There's another god that controls the weave. Her name is Mistra. Okay. Mistra was almost murdered and magic almost shattered because of Shar. 
That's how bad she is. She tried to murder magic. Okay. And she almost got away with the two if it hadn't been for those <laughs> sweet kids. Okay, um, right? Okay. Um, it all worked out. Mistress back now, and it's all good. But there were uh, there was a hundred year period called the spell plague where magic was going nuts and people were dying and it was just it was bad times. Mm-hmm. So Shara's been credited with doing some pretty nasty stuff. Okay. Um and like I said, it just so happened she's the twin sister of Saloon, your god. So that might help. There's that. That's what Clears it up I can tell me. you a little bit about the imagery you just, sh- you just shard. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm going to take this knowledge. I'm going to go to uh, Kihalai. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him to give me the once over, see how I'm feeling, make sure everything is okay with the health levels because... Things have happened. His hands begin to glow and he sort of closes his eyes and meditates over you and he says, This is not a magic I can undo. This seems to be arcane in nature and not divine. You need someone who has access to arcane magics. Where's your friend, Leovold? Um, that we, um, uh, um, that's a good question. That's what I came here to find out. Mm. I have to go find him or her. I don't know what Leovold. Was the Leovold captured? I, I, he's not with us anymore. Um, unfortunately, I've lost some time, and I'm trying to figure out where he is and where we've been. I've been under some stress lately. This does not bode well. You seem to be not doing so great. Um, may I give you advice of our goddess? Sure. Go murder your enemies. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I like that plan. Avenge those that need avenging. And yes, I agree with that as well. I'm going to go find Kurt. Kurt! <laughs> <laughs> You've been wandering aimlessly down side streets and you hear, Kurt! Oh, yes. <laughs> I came as soon as I heard my name. So you say, all right, my friend, are you now more in tune with your goddess? <laughs> so barbarians? You, you don't have to make a team all hocusy-pocusy, okay? <laughs> barbarians in Dungeons and & Dragons are very much um, wary of magic. Okay. Some even go so far as to just murder magic users on site. Interesting. They don't like it. Okay. I think it's like unnatural and weird. Okay. So that's why, like, he just doesn't quite. <laughs> okay. So what's his deal? Why is he hanging out with a, a magic-y type person? Because some some of them get not get over it, but they deal with it. Especially okay. if they begin to trust. He might be wary to trust the general magic user. Okay. But if you can overcome that, we've been through okay. initial. We've been through some shit. Got yeah. it. All right, Kurt. Here's the dizzy. What happened? Uh, I got a very bad vision. Oh, no. Okay? I feel that something is going to go really poorly very quickly, so we have to get our game on. Okay. We have to go find our third. Let's find some game. <laughs> yes. Make more jerky. <laughs> yes. I understand. Focus. No focus. Okay. <laughs> focus. <laughs> we have to go find Leovold. Of course. Step one. Yes. First and foremost. Where is he? We have to figure that out. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing pretty much I'm going to be figuring that out. <laughs> and you're just, you know, you're going to come with me. Kurt might be your support. I like it. You're a good man, Kurt. You're my thing. ass. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> so. Yes. Let us try to, like, backtrack. Okay. Find out where we were. And, uh, That's your goddess. She's hot. No, 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 she's getting hot. Um... Just, uh, just backtrack where we've been. Okay. That's the easiest, most straightforward thing that I can think of. We were given a job. We failed said job. Horribly. That's a sister, right? That's Char. Yeah, she's hot too. <laughs> Hotter in certain areas. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. Mm. Okay. Uh, perhaps we should go back. Uh, I don't know if Giant's Bane will talk to us again. He seemed very uh, upset with our performance. Makes sense. Maybe we can find some information there that might help us to find out without talking to okay. Giant Bane. Because that's where it all started. It My is, understanding. It is true. That is where it started. You would think that... Oh, perhaps we should talk to your squire. Maybe he has heard something. <laughs> He's not my squire yet. Are you sure you agree to take him I under your got his shit together, and I have a pretty strong... Assumption that he's not got his shit together yet. <laughs> Case in point. Sir, do you call my name, sir? I'm here. Inspector? I've been following a casual 20 paces behind just in case. Just in case you change your mind. <laughs> what was your name again, boy? Just looks dejected, walks away. <laughs> Poor Lucius. What was it? Lucius. Lucius? Was it Lucius? That's me, sir. Lucius. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> you, Did you see where I came from? He says, yeah. You came from the road. <laughs> you are so useless. But I like you. You got spunk, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be something someday. <laughs> Twenty years later, I'll tell you. Somebody will find his corpse underneath the tree. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's sad. Lucius, Kurt wants to change future. <laughs> Kurt said. <laughs> All right. We should go back to the inn. You gotta go back to the inn, probably. Would and you like me to go there, or would you like to go there? Why don't we go together? Okay. Let's hang out. That sounds good. Let's hang out. Let's chill you. I love hanging out with my friend. (laughs) My friend, Leovo. Oh. Too soon, dude. Too soon. (laughs) Why you go? (laughs) All right, so we're going to go back to the end. All right. I feel like that's a plan. So you're back to the end of the Welcome Wench, to which, when you open the door, sure enough... Still shining that glass. Yeah, same glass. Shine up real good. Turn it sideways. So, <laughs> walking back through my door again, empty-handed. Again. <laughs> yeah, but technically we haven't left town yet. So, still the first trip through. And you remember our last conversation? We're already in the plus. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a second to get that, but I got it. <laughs> yes, everything seems to be coming up roses now. I need some. I, I need some some information. Yeah, <laughs> I gathered. <laughs> Would you be willing to assist in some information acquiring? Nelly, 
What? what? He screams Nelly. Oh. Comes a, <laughs> I thought that was you telling me no in a fancy way. Out comes way. a small peasant girl. Okay. He gives her the glass. He says, fill it. Table five. Oh. She goes to fill the glass. You see this little tiny girl like kind of hobble over, gets on the glass, begins cleaning it. Okay. Yeah. What do you need? So, you have a very deep voice now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not Nellie. No, oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, first off, I'd like to know who Nellie is serving. My patrons. Okay. Anybody in particular? Right now, that dwarf. And you look over the table, and there's a dwarf there who seems to just be full red bearded dwarf, eye patch over one eye with a hideous scar, and. Almost empty with his mead when another one comes with Nelly. Swaps it out. Drinks. I like the look of him. <laughs> <laughs> you like the cut of his jib now, don't you? Yeah, I knew you would. Um, all right. He's also, he's wearing full plate, and that's spiked full plate. And he doesn't seem to be carrying any weapons. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? what <is> this? Sorry, <laughs> it's just, it's... Out of game, Jengis knows what type of dwarf he is. Oh. Oh. Um, okay. But Kurt doesn't know, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does Mark know? No, Mark. You might. You I can might. always. That's the thing. So in D&D, if you ever want to divine something, like if you're, there's ever something that like, hey, would I know what this means or would I have any clues about this? There's always you ask. You can always ask the DM what kind of knowledge check would I have to roll to see if I personally have any idea of what this thing okay. is that's going on. That's a very good point that I did not know about. So in this case, um, I would accept from you either a knowledge history, which is this history check here, mm-hmm. or I will also accept they got rid of dungeoneering. Did they get rid of dungeoneering? They got rid of dungeoneering. So yes. I'll go with yeah, knowledge history. So if you roll a history check and it's good enough. See, but, but like, how do I know what good enough is? You don't see that's that's what he knows. He knows. I know what good enough is. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do a history check roll thingy. Great. Okay. Sounds good. You gonna tell me what I need to roll? Or? Nope. You just roll and hope. Oh. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of curt right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. It's just a dwarf in spiked armor. Okay. All right. We should probably ask where the uh, the location of the gem or the that's area. yeah very good point. I was going to I was seeing if there was some other because I'm really thinking this guy's not too much of a fan of us <laughs> right probably now. Probably not. Um, well, we did have to pay us money for not completing the job. <laughs> I was going to call him Greystone, but I knew it was a Greystone. <laughs> um, Mister Mister Giant Bane, can you give me? The information that I would need to go back to go try to get this gem for you, this stone. Yeah, sure. One more time. Why not? Maybe I'll end up dead this time. And we'll have to have this conversation for, you know, a third time. Here's hoping. Anyway. This is number two. <laughs> he says to Curtis, who looks confused. Third time. I thought we only <laughs> He says doesn't want to have it for the third time. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry. Sequence of events. <laughs> yes, I know barbarians can't count. So, <laughs> if you follow the road east from Hamlet, you will come to a wooded area. It's only about a mile out. Okay. When you see the wooded area, enter it north, 
and head that north bearing no more than a quarter mile. Mm-hmm. To which you will find the clearing, and there lies the ruins. Okay. The stone was in the ruins. What? I assume it's still in the ruins, <laughs> because no one has seemed to get it yet. And whoever is either protecting it or trying to get it for themselves seems to be the person meddling with mines. I will tell you, you're lucky. Not many make it back. And I'm not sure whose blood that is, but you must have killed something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was whoever's killing something? <laughs> I said this. <laughs> I'm very worried about Leobold right now. All right. Um. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that again. Hoping it won't be for a third time. 50 gold. 50. A piece. Nice. Nice. This must be quite the artifact. Must be. All right. Um, is there anything in the town that I can, you know, bring along with me that might protect me from said attack happening again? Uh, I still know what's in the is town. there perhaps a major? So, so here's the th- so here's the thing you have to realize: most towns, like, and even then, like most people in the game, don't even have levels. Like a bartender or like a commoner might be like a level one, but it'd be like level one peasant. Okay. Level one bartender. Okay. Like they're not like, so like anybody at level five, you guys are actually like really. Ahead of the curve. I'm super ahead of the curve. Okay. You're not a common breed, okay. so to speak. Um, you're kind of amongst the rest. However, the same and even more so could be said about magic users and even even more so than that magical items so it'd be super rare especially in a podunk town like this to find magic okay readily available and even if you did the price point higher than two coppers (laughs) very good points all of them what about four coppers well okay but to answer your question, no, there's, no. there's no there's no mages guild. Your best bet would be he tells you your best bet would be either the trading post, once again, just because you never know what could be coming in or going out. Um and that's really it. I mean, maybe there might be a magic item somewhere at the jeweler or the stonemason or the blacksmith, but it, that would be We should go hit the tra- before we head out, we should go hit the trading post to see. I agree. Very sound uh, plan. But also, he says, you know, but once again, four copper. You never know. You may come across that. It's going to get you a nice pile of shit. (laughs) You are such a Debbie Downer, sir. Optimism. Do you know why? Wait, wait, wait. A pile of shit. I know. I know. (laughs) Do you know why this job... Is 50 gold a piece? No, why? Because I raise it one gold for every adventurer that's died. So 49 have died? Congratulations, no, 50. Do... <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> You're pretty witty, motherfucker. Right? I like you. I like you. Kurt, Kurt puts a hand on, on, on his friend's shoulder and says, 51. <laughs> Possibly 52, but we do not know yet. He says, he says, oh, if you're going singularly, 
101, 102. Um, and that's just for the two men. You count Leovold and all the three men teams I've sent. It's even more. 50 apiece. What you're saying is you should be paying us. <laughs> so wait, now is that 50 apiece for the people that return? Or 50 apiece for the people who left to take the mission? For who returns? We gotta find Leovold. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Alright, let's go hit the trading post. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. You've been awesome. Nelly! She comes... <laughs> Girl, faster! <laughs> there was more. Let us be off then. Yes. So, so he's out. Make our way to the. Tra- you make your way over to the trading post. Um, on your four, four on your map, in hand. it's uh, fourteen on the map. Uh, the trading post at this time in the morning doesn't seem to be too busy. Okay. Um, a lot of people just setting up shop, getting ready. Okay. Some a little bit of hustle and bustle, but like I said, not really much. <laughs> um, as shops are setting up, you see all different curios, um, art, uh, foods. What is it that you're looking for, my friend? By the grace of your goddess, has she given you the ability to detect the magical items? I think that's on my list somewhere. Nope, he didn't prepare it today. Unfortunate. I mean, you can do it. So, at beginning of every day, uh-huh. a paladin prepares the spells that they're going to think they're going to need throughout the day. Okay. Um, they come from a list of spells that you can possibly cast. You essentially commune with your god and you say, I would like to have the knowledge of this spell, this spell, and this spell. And you know that there are other spells you can choose from, but how to activate them and perform them, that's the divine gift that's given to you. And there's only so many you can do per day. Okay. If you want to change those spells, you have to take a full rest. You have to sleep through the night, come in with your god once again in the morning. Yeah, and we, do not have we don't have time. Correct. But I will also tell you that divine magic can be ritually casted. But I don't know if that's a thing for detect magic. That's I don't know if that's right divine. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I guess do we can I roll a perception I mean, curse and roll this can I roll a perception to see Kirk can't see too good well, no it's not that but like I was gonna say can I roll to see about like something that catches my eye that may be like seem magical sure that, make a perception check why not eight yeah, nothing. No, Ooh, piece of candy. One side Ooh, away. Shiny. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Perhaps you should give it a try. I'm going to give it a try. Can I give it a try? Of course you can. All right. 13. Do you have a perception or it's a zero? Zero. Uh, it looks mundane. You're like, you could buy a marionette. I don't know what good, what good it would do you. But you could be you know? like... Kurt <laughs> did not find anything interesting. That's not helpful. Yeah. Can I keep rolling until I get a 20? No. Until he went jump? Yeah. Let's get to know him beforehand. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right. Um, I mean, what you can do is you, tra- you can take a 10 or take a 20. Take a 10 or take a 20. Yeah. So taking a 10 is essentially saying... So in Dungeons and Dragons, most things that you do, and you'll get more, gonna get more in this, and we get to the combat. But there's three types of actions you can do: a regular action, a move action, and then there's like bonus actions. Um, anytime you perform an action, it's the equivalent of of everybody doing actions simultaneously in a turn of combat. 
Like, say I say I'm playing a goblin at the moment, and you two are fighting a goblin, and you swing your sword at the goblin, and the goblin tries to throw its little dagger at Jengus, mm. and Jengus is trying to also decapitate it with his axe. That's all happens simultaneously, even though we do it in turn-based combat. Right. It's happening. It's happening all at the same time, and in what they call a span of about six seconds. Okay. So, when you rolled your perception check, that's like six seconds of you perusing. Okay. And not quite finding anything. Okay. Um, however, you can take an automatic 10 as if you rolled a natural 10 on the die. Okay. But to do that, you have to do the minutes equivalent. So it means you spend 10 minutes to take an, an automatic roll of 10. If you wanted to take an automatic roll of 20, not a critical 20, but just... Flat 20, 20, which is really good. You could spend 20 minutes looking through every odd and end of this trading post to see if there's anything worth doing. But it could also be a waste of 20 20 minutes. minutes. So do we have to get up and walk away for 20 minutes? No, like... like, IRL or... No, 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 no. It's all... It's a game time, so I mean, it would speed by, but like... But we're still... It's like... What what time of it's is this? It was early morning. Okay, we're now talking. Went through mid morning. We're now talking like getting into afternoon. Yeah. Okay. I should probably just head out. Head out while we still have light. Yeah, we want to get there relatively soon. Okay. So unfortunate. Yeah. But great. Also, there's normally a music component to this. I just did that because of microphones. Gotcha. Um. So you head out. Yes. Through the east. Um, you pass through the east gate. There's Lucius and he... Tink! Helmet. Really? You gotta get a, sh- a strap. Yes, sir. <laughs> get, get a strap. Hold that big boy in there. Smiles. Nice big gaping hole. Nice. Um, and you make your way the designated portion. East, which was how much? To the woods. And move it down. It's, it's you head east into the woods, then right, head north. Head, how long did you head east before you hit the woods? Oh, I didn't hear you say it. You just said head east until you get oh, to the I woods. Oh, I said measurement. There's a little back on the tape, too. <laughs> I see. Nope. Kurt does not remember. <laughs> so do I have to roll? You can take, I'll take a... I guess it'd be an intelligence check. I heard of the strangely high intelligence. My perception is he's 21, but it's actually a 12. And a zero. A zero. A 12? <laughs> the word mile was in there somewhere. <laughs> it sure it is. <laughs> well, we go one mile. If we're not no there, yeah. <laughs> I really feel, I really feel like he, once we get to the woods, we were supposed to, you know, bang a left. All right. <laughs> Head north. Oh, shit. So you go a mile out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, before you get there, a half mile in, you see a wooded area. (laughs) (laughs) Do you choose to keep going the full mile? I love it when they're tired and they don't remember things. (laughs) This is not a game to be playing. It's late. Um, It's actually prime D&D time. For them. For Jenga's, Jenga's get sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sleepy too, brother man. Um, Me too, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, fuck it, no, keep going. Go the mile. Go the right. mile. At the mile marker, there's another wooded area. Bang a left. Let's go north. Okay. Go north. How far do you go north? Quarter mile. 
Hey! Hey. I wrote that down. You didn't say a a mileage. I did. I said go east. Actually, I did say you you got it. But I said go east a mile. Okay. Then a quarter mile mile more. Um, So. (laughs) Holy lucky, Batman. By pure miracles, you didn't fall for the trap. Man, that would have been great if you guys just were like, yeah, let's go to this random one. I was going to be like, oh, let's go. Let's go. I knew we were Um, getting screwed once you pick up the dice. So. So. Um. You make your way a quarter mile into which you do find a clearing, and there are ruins in front of you. Okay. Uh, we need to survey this I, land. I would say I'm going to make sure my weapon is out in case we get ambushed. That's a good plan. <laughs> I like that plan. So do we take what? What? What's the? What's the necessity? You just take it. I'm going to take out my weapon. Okay. Weapon is out. Cool. Let's, let's survey the surrounding. I right, take a look around. That was like, like you go this way and I go this way. You go this way, I go this way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was an arm crossing. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Man, nobody understands the words that are coming out of your mouth. All right, so heading classic north. rush hour comedy right around right there. So, so we we split up, go east and west, circle I around. Would say because like, how big is this area really? It's pretty big. Yeah. So we should probably, like, cover as much ground as we can. That makes sense to me as well. Or would you rather go together in case there is an ambush, then we're together and we're not separate? I would actually think it might be better that we're separated because if one of us gets ambushed and mind wiped, one of us still has memory. Let's just hope it's not you who would sort of be, like, not having memory. All right. So you want us to roll? So you're both going around. Are you stealthing, or are you just walking in there brazen? <laughs> um, I'll give it a shot because I, I know he has disadvantage on it. So. You do. So in the game, uh-huh. there are things called advantage and disadvantage. Uh-huh. If you have advantage, it means quite literally you have like a one up for some reason. For instance, let's say you're you were trying. It's like saying I'm trying to light something on fire after I put gasoline all over it. You'd have advantage to lighting it on fire yes. because it's doused in gasoline. gasoline. Right. Um, you have disadvantage on your stealth check because you're wearing half plate. Okay. So it's clanky, clanky and creaky yeah. and hard to move in. So it's very hard to be like sneaky sneak. It's more like clank, clank, clank. Good thing you keep a so, pile of uh, <laughs> big fat <laughs> slather myself up in, in the, the, the lard of. <laughs> It's not saying that it can't be done. It just means that... So, advantage is you roll the d20 twice, and you take the higher of the rolls. Okay. Disadvantage is the opposite. You roll the d20 twice, and you take the lower of the rolls. Why would you want a disadvantage? You wouldn't. But that's why I'm saying that if you want to try and stealth, you have disadvantage on stealth. So, like, why would you want to stealth? No, so no, no. Why would you be... want to take the disadvantage? You You... It's not. It's not that? wanting to take it. You just have to take it because you're in half plate trying to sneak. Okay. So, should you wish to sneak? So if I want to sneak, I'm at a disadvantage, but rolling the die twice, taking the lower of the two numbers, correct, will be how much of a disadvantage? Correct. So I'm if you at, roll like an eighteen and a two, I would want the two. Not that you want the two. No, no, no. It's not you're that. Get it's not how much you're at disadvantage. It's just that your roll, how skilled you are at it. So as opposed to a negative eighteen, I'm at a negative two. There's no negative. You're just holy shit. I'm trying to. Ma- I'm trying to make this rational. <laughs> why would I? Choose, why? Why would? What's the difference between ne- uh, a disadvantage eighteen and a disadvantage two? There's no. There's no. There's no difference. You just have to take the lower number. 
You want to roll high numbers. You want to roll high numbers. You're Thank four. you. Thank you. <laughs> See, because I went from a point of zero yeah. and back out. So, like, remember how you were doing your checks, and the yes. higher you check, the more likely success is? Yes. With disadvantage, you have to take the lower number, so that it's least likely that you're going to succeed. Like, if I had a disadvantage, and I rolled, I just rolled an 18 and a 10. I can, what's your stealth normally? What does it say? Plus two. So normally, if you if you didn't have disadvantage, that first roll, that 18, you would have had a stealth of 20. 20. But I rolled an 18 and a 10. I have to take the 10 because I have disadvantage. Got you. It gives me a 20. Now I see. Now I make. Now I get it. Yeah. Gotcha. So least likely to succeed, or less likely to succeed than normal. Okay. Whereas if you had advantage, it'd be the reverse. I would get to take the 18. Got it. Because it's the got it. Number. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Takes yeah. a second, but I got it. So I do want to attempt to sneak. All right. So I got to roll twice. Correct. And take the lower number and add two. Three. That's a three. <laughs> Probably gonna be three. And That's a ten. ten. So three plus two is five. Yeah. You go. Yeah, Not doing so well, so I'm gonna make some rolls. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. you, you're hiding it from the guy who has no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> what we do? So okay, we're down to nineteen. You sneak fine, and you make your way around the ruins, and it seems that except for an opening arced entrance, most of the ruins, even though the the walls have crumbled, they're still high enough that you can't really peer over them. So you still kind of need to make your way to the front to get through. However. You also notice there are goblins patrolling the ruins. You fail to notice these goblins, but they notice you. Why? It could be the clinking of your armor. It could be that you're a six foot two, two twenty five pound moon knight. (laughs) All right, all right, (laughs) I get it. So as you begin to try and get these things sneak around, you hear something in goblin which you cannot speak. But it's high pitched. And it's... Sounds negative. It's horrible. Okay. And you turn and you see three goblins with these glowing eyes, sharp teeth, sharpening their weapons. Roll for initiative. You roll your d20. And then whatever you get, you add your initiative modifier to it, which is over an extra health. And your AC. Plus two. Two. Twelve. So you have a twelve initiative. Great. We're going to fight. Fight. Oi! <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Uh, Goin? What is he doing? Why are you turning on his table? He has to look up the uh, the stats on the goblin. This is the monster manual. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds sexy. Right? <laughs> the monster manual has stats, pictures, everything you need for every monster in the game. They don't have that digitally? They do, sort of. Well, so not officially. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. I guess it's not really. Back in the day, um, there used to be something called the Open Gaming License. Okay. Which was for... Did they sell the OGL? It changed, didn't it? It's not called the OGL anymore, is it? They have something. Well, the Open Gaming License is the wizard's way of saying you can use the base material of our products minus some specific trademark material. So, like, you can use the words Paladin and Dungeons and & Dragons and create your own material based off of this game. But you can't use, like, this particular spell because we've trademarked it or this particular monster because we've trademarked it. So, um, if it wasn't part of the OGL, then it can't be found online. Because right now it's not legal to reprint it because there's a trademark on it and a copyright. So, well, what about those that are holding the trademark to make it accessible? They could, but 
I don't think they have anything yet. Okay. Anyway. Nowadays, they don't like to because people just steal it. Yeah, people rip it. It's easier for them to steal it if it's already in a digital form. This is the goblin. This is what you see. You see a bunch of these. Okay. Well, three of those. Three of them. Okay. And they're running at you. Uh, They will be going first. Um, They run at you. They scream. They are wielding scimitars, these curved scimitar weapons. And they... And they slash you. The first one runs up and slashes at your gut. It misses you, though, because you simply back out of the way. Okay. The second one jumps around the first one and goes to slash at one of your legs, trying to hobble you slightly. Oh. Also misses you. All three of them go first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I roll one initiative roll for all the creatures. So I roll better. I roll better for a roll. Okay. Um, because they all have the same initiative. They're all goblins. Got it. So... This time it just clinks off your armor and the goblin looks, looks confused and looks at the sword and begins to rub his thumb against it and his thumb cuts slightly. The third bot goblin comes in and just tries to give a quick stab into your gut. Also misses. <laughs> it was close though. Uh-huh. So you feel like as the scimitar hits your armor, you, you get nervous. You feel like you're going to act, it's going to give way and you will get pierced. But your armor does hold and... The goblin pulls off its scimitar, and they all look sort of confused. Your what's your initiative? Twenty. Oh, so you you went first, but I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. You haven't heard the sound of battle. <laughs> we'll wait one round. A round is everybody going. Okay. So your turn, Evan. I I, I need to defend myself. Right. So if you'd like to attack one of them, I would. You would swing with your greatsword. I'm going to swing with my greatsword. You roll your d20. I'm rolling a d20. Here we go. You add in the number that's next to greatsword there. It says, I believe, plus six. And yes. So that's a 17. 17. Yeah, you hit the goblin. I hit him. You hit him, and now you deal damage to him, which is 2d6 plus three. And remember, if if one of those is a one, you can re-roll it. Okay. Four. Four. Eight. Solid hit. Plus three, 11. Yeah, so you take your greatsword... And you just bat this thing. It just goes flying and becomes mush against the tree with your immense strength. Awesome. Yeah. So, does yeah. he hear it? Oh, yeah. And you hear just... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, I... Top of the order. That's yeah. not you, Jagus. Uh, so my speed is 40. Um, yeah. Barbarian that, speed. Yeah. Uh, I make my way to where you I You get there easily. Well, I'm there. You're quick. Do I, do I have a, a... You can attack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna save the range. Um, I know it's the thing, but I, I have a good feeling that I'm gonna need it. Later. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm gonna take my, you know, uh, by my axe, <laughs> you will be slain, foul beast. I'm gonna try to make an attack. I get two attacks. Um. Oh, so do you. Why? My mistake. Um, once you hit a certain level, you get an extra attack on your turn anytime you make the attack action. Oh. So please roll another attack with your greatsword. Which is the D20. The D20 again? Uh, the D20 again. Add six. Oh, a natural one. So okay. a, a natural one is a critical failure. Okay. Um, sometimes I make hilarious things happen. In this case, it's, we're just going to say you miss. Okay. But sometimes it's like, you know, you accidentally hit yourself in the face or something. That's not good. And deal some damage. Hit Jengus. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> um, I'm going to attack recklessly, because why not? 
So that means that. What does that mean? Okay. So by attacking okay. recklessly, I throw caution to the wind, and I get advantage on my attack roll. So I get to roll. I get to have a higher chance of hitting. Uh-huh. But then anything that attacks me has a higher chance of hitting gotcha. because I'm being reckless. It gets reckless. Got it. He gets advantage on them, but they get advantage, advantage on, on him as well. All right. So take a swing. So that's a twelve and a. Three. So 12 plus 7 is 19, which you I'm assuming hits. All right. So overall damage, uh, solid. Uh, 13 damage on 13. the first hit. Okay. Yep. And then the next on the other goblin, because you killed it, but so well, I'll get you out of Cleave! Uh, 11 and 17, so hits. hits. And then... Solid. Oh, uh, 14 damage. Why is he rolling a different die? Because I wield a great D20. Axe. Oh, yeah, his great axe is a, a D12. So instead of 2D6, it's 1D12. Got it. But it you it. actually have the better damage. Because you can roll a minimum of two, I can, can roll a minimum of one. Okay. Got and it. And then both out of 12. Right, right, right. So, Got it. Um, as you bat that one goblin to the side, Seconds later, you see Court rounding around the corner with his axe held high. <laughs> this like slight anger in his eyes, but you you've seen this man. You recall comes clear to you. You've seen what he's like in a full blown rage, and this is not it. And okay. when he's in rage, it is scary. Okay, All but he right. takes this great axe and he just cleaves the skull of the one goblin as he lifts his axe off jerking it takes the head of the goblin with the axe as he bashes the other one in the face taking Savage. both out at the same time they right. just crumple to the ground rock and roll there Kurt. Uh. <laughs> this used to be a goblin head stuck on your axe <laughs> I just I just slam it against the pillar and like it just splits that head in half completely and the both pieces fall brain matter all over (laughs) swing to wipe the wipe the blood off my axe and ah are there any more (laughs) Ah, not that I see (laughs) power down there big boy (laughs) alright I did not find uh, other than an arched gateway uh, I did not find any other entrance into the uh, temple, so I think okay. we only have one way in. Okay, good to know. Um, I think we should. Uh, is it is it dark? Can we see into said archway? Um, there's a door. Uh, I'm assuming a closed door. Yes, oh. a closed wooden door with some sort of a padlock. Oh, it's a locked closed door. Yes. Can I open? Said lock. You can tr- if you had thieves' tools, which you do not. You could try. Okay. But, but the only way to open it. it would be to bust it down. Okay. I'm gonna give that a whirl. Wait. What? Before we open the door, <laughs> let me make sure to take a listen at the door. Oh, that's a very good point. Listen, <laughs> I like him. He seems to know what he's doing. Uh, nine perception. <laughs> you don't hear anything. All right. I hear nothing. <laughs> it's probably clear. <laughs> Why don't I double check that? <laughs> Just in case. I mean, sure. it could be my guess, but of course it's very keen hearing. <laughs> Just in case. Because I feel like you have the ability to be kind of a dick. <laughs> okay. There's a 10. <laughs> it's clear. It's better than me. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is not going to end well. <laughs> I know. In my heart, my heart is telling me <laughs> we are about to get fucked. <laughs> no, my friend. We will be the ones who are doing yeah. the fucking. All right. <laughs> Here's hoping. All right. So on three, on we both kick the door down. <laughs> yes, sure. Oh, I'm not pleased with this plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kurt cannot count, so please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one, two, three. Ah. <laughs> All right, uh, roll a strength check for whoever wants to be the primary, and then an assist for the other. What's your strength? Uh. 163 and it's just a flat plus it's two. It's a flat plus two. No okay. matter how well you do. Okay. Uh, so, do you, am I adding the saving throw or the modifier? The saving throw. Oh, cool. So then that's a tw- 25 on myself and 27 with him. Wow. Cool. So, <laughs> you bust it down, dude. <laughs> As the door busts down, there's dust, wood particles, you cough at it. <laughs> You wave your hands around, kind of looking through. You peer through and staring back at you. Oh, God. He, looked, a nice, up a, he looked up a monster. And a, and a nice uh, 10 feet tall is a troll. Oh. There's a troll in the dungeon. <laughs> Harry Potter reference. <laughs> and applicable. Uh, roll finished. He's not going first. Maybe he's going first. <laughs> it's a very quiet troll. <laughs> we both rolled the same thing, but I think you have the better decks. All right. What is that? What? what? Uh, so your initiative is plus two, which means you had a three plus two, which is at five. Yes, yeah, so it was a two. Yeah, so you're, you're going before it. So, Kurt is first. Kurt is first. By the way, this is what a troll looks like. Thanks. Green and ugly. Long armed. Yes. Big clawed. Yes. Cool. Yes. <coughs> Sorry. Dusty, I get uh, it. I'm just trying to think. All right, I got it. Um, <clears throat> take a sip of water. Yeah, you have to get. Haha! <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally, a worthy foe. <laughs> you want a little Schwarzenegger there? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> By my ancestors, I will see you slain and have your head upon my axe. <sighs> and uh, I, I, I seem to, like, my muscles just get, like, bigger somehow. Nice. <laughs> and, okay. uh, and, and you see just, like, my eyes. Just, <laughs> got it. My eyes, like, the pupils of my eyes just go pure white. Like, like he's, like, uh, scary. <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, Good point. So when barbarians rage, they literally go into a fit of anger. That is so powerful that it increases their both strength and their fortitude, their constitution. Okay. But at the cost of... When I'm done. Their soul. When he's done, he becomes fatigued. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, at the cost of their soul. 
soul. <laughs> How do you know what this one rolls? It's whatever the bottom number is. I don't see my rage I mean, damage. Oh, okay. All right. I was looking for where the, the, the merging I, point is. Got it. I like the top one. Like this one, it's by top. Okay. But this one but is. That one is the, just whatever the got bottom it. Got it. Uh, sorry. I just have to check my rage damage real quick. Absolutely. I was learning about the five-sided or four-sided die. Yep. <laughs> the puniest of dies. Uh, still plus two. Wow. All right. Whatever. Uh, I'm just gonna add that. Why is that die so big? Is he overcompensating? For Sometimes something? need a rage die. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'll attack recklessly. I'll make this a solid hit. Um, <laughs> so going in, going in hard. Here we go. That's an eight. <laughs> and that's a thirteen. Does a twenty hit? Yeah. All right. First attack. Ooh. That's not a high damage number, though. Uh, six plus two, eight. So first attack is eight. Mm-hmm. Second attack. That's a three again. And that's a 16. So that hits. <laughs> uh, that's a 10. Uh, plus four, plus two. So 16 damage on the second hit. And then because I'm a, a frenzy barbarian, uh, I, I'm going to take my, my frenzy. Uh, I get to make a single weapon attack as a bonus action on each of my turns. Uh, so, but when my rage ends, I suffer one level of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we Did go. Did you already, was rage a bonus action? Or was it a non-action? Oh, you know what? That might be, yes, sorry. Next turn I get to do the frenzy. Take your bonus. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I was so you see, over there. you see, Kurt, with... you see, Kurt get uh, filled with rage and anger. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, he charges forth, and he uh, with his, his great axe, he lay, lands two mighty blows into the side of the troll. Um, and the troll lets out a, a fierce howl. He looks fucking pissed. At got her. it. Got it. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming. Actually, the troll more looks slightly amused. Oh, that's oh, not no. good. That's not good. Okay. So now, your turn. I'm running. Away. No, <laughs> I turn tail and run a quarter mile south. Quarter mile south, then I'm hanging a right mile west. <laughs> and I go back and I say, Lucius, it's time to go. All right, so we're new best right. friends. <laughs> I left my old ones. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. All right, so I'm going to attack as well. I don't have any of that fancy rage shit. Correct? No, but you do have smite. Okay. And you also have some spells you can unleash if you wish. So, here you may I? Yeah, I will. So your your smite. Um, <coughs> at, if you sacrifice one of your spell slots, you deal extra damage. But some of these spells do interesting things. One of the ones you might want to look at is there's something here called smearing, uh, Searing Smite. It's a bonus action. It says, next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack during this spell's duration, the attack deals an extra 1d6 fire damage to the target, target and causes it to ignite in flames. At the start of each of its turns until the spell ends, the target must make a con saving throw. On a failed save, it takes another d6 fire damage. On a successful sp- uh, spell save, it, uh, it stops. Um... So, why is that important? Make a knowledge nature check. Knowledge nature check? Yeah, just nature. Oh. That's why. 15. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> trolls 
regenerate. Okay. Cannot be killed, except for their weaknesses, which are fire okay. and acid. Okay. If you deal fire damage to them or acid damage, they don't regenerate. It's how you kill a troll. Okay. Now, you could chop a troll into pieces, but if you deal no fire or acid damage, it will regenerate. Okay. Which is why it only looked mildly amused when Jangus hit it. Makes sense. However, you have a way to deal fire so damage, I'm, and it's a I, bonus action. Okay, that's the Searing Smite? It's called Searing Smite. So, so I, if you want to use a spell, in yep. this case, yeah. you say, I'm going to use Searing Smite. I'm going to use Smite. On where it says your spells, uh, down here, spell slots. Yep. You said it has first and second level. Yep. Searing Smite, I believe, is a first level spell. Should tell you on your Searing Smite page. Up here, Paladin 1. One's first level spell. Okay. So you make a tick on your first level. And now the next time, that was a bonus action. Okay. So now you have your, still, you have your attack action. You get two attacks. The next time you hit, it deals that extra D6 of fire damage. And then I have to keep making saves, otherwise the fire doesn't go out. So it's possible the things you should keep burning. Okay. So now make your attack. Okay. Thanks. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling you, the... the... You get two of these because you have two attacks. Okay. So first attack. So first attack is a seven. Plus six, which is 13, which is a miss. <laughs> so there's no point in rolling. So no, 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 this is still second attack. Second attack. Yep. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you almost got hit, Jagus. Almost got hit. You go in and you're so surprised that you're able to ignite your sword on fire <laughs> that you just swing it blindly and you pretend to rage like Kurt, but instead you're just hitting the wall. And I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick here. <laughs> That's the... uh, its turn. On its turn, it looks... You see <laughs> half of its wounds... Seem to have gone away. Okay. Jangus dealt it. Uh, and it goes up to you and it attempts to claw you, Jangus, and bite you at the same time. Dig its claws straight into your sternum while chopping down on your neck. Okay. Give it a shot. Try to beat it has my, advantage on try you. Try to beat my 12 ace. Because your recklessness. Three or a 15. I'll take the 15. Uh, plus seven, 22. Yeah, it hits. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, it's claw. A 12 or a natural 20. I'll take the natural 20. So natural 20 is a critical hit. So you dead. I double my damage uh-huh. dice. Okay. Um, for that hit. So, the bite as it sinks hurt. its teeth deep into your neck, you take nine damage. You mean... Four damage. That's right. Because <laughs> when then I'm raging, the, because I'm just so roided out, I, t- I have resistance to His skin damage. quite literally becomes tougher. Got it. So I take half damage rounded down. Oh, okay. That's just gonna... And then from the claw, which pierces you, and it just, you hear bones crunch and muscles split. This is brutal. Oof. Oof. Twenty damage. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Fourteen altogether. So right, because it's half. Yeah. 
So, 31 so <coughs> that blow of the claw, just the power of it, you have a feeling a lesser man would be dead. Yes. Disemboweled in front of your eyes. Somehow this man is still standing and still angry. <laughs> he almost looks like Kurt really didn't feel it at all. Okay. So, your turn. Now you know why Kurt, you're scared of Kurt when Kurt, he reaches. <laughs> just going to step back a bit. Kurt, go to it. He's going right. to wave his flaming sword in the air. Rick him, Rick him, Rick him, Rick him. Attack recklessly again. It's Kumba. Kurt, 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 Ra, Ra, Ra. Troll, troll, he's our man. He can't do it. Great. <laughs> man, that's an Aladdin reference. Right. <laughs> Alright, so that's a 17, which is a nice. That's pretty good. You uh, want that nat 20, though, don't you? I do want that nat 20. Didn't get it that time. That's a shame. Alright, so that's. Aha, nice. Uh, so, 15. 17 damage on that one. Ooh, brutal. And then. 16, which is also a solid roll, but I'm looking for that 20. Not there either. So, this is gonna be. Wow, another. Uh, oh, so, a so 17 again. Uh, and then last bonus roll. You're frenzied. I am frenzied. That's a six. Come on, one. 19, so close. If I was not off, I had improved criticals. I know. I crit on 19 and 20. But someone picked ability enhancement. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh... 16 damage on the third hit. Holy shit. I am a barbarian. <laughs> Dealing damage is what I do. <laughs> so it, he's chopping off pieces of it left and right. Gouges and chunks are coming out. Limbs are falling off. This thing is screaming in agony. It looks pissed at you. Of course. And it is no longer paying attention to you. <laughs> so you get advantage on your next roll. Okay. And it's your turn. Okay. So for this turn, you have advantage on attacks against it because it is just not paying attention to you. Right. But as you said, if it's not on fire, it ain't dying. Well, I think, doesn't it not... It's per per, per round. So if you hit it with fire, it's not going to generate any of the the wounds that Jagus just dealt it. Right. So I have to throw my fire spell again. No, no. Oh, no. That lasts until you hit. Oh, so it's good, to, even though I missed and So I, you're, you've just been waving oh, your sword on fire. It's so, still, uh, <laughs> you're just so mad. <laughs> I am the Moon Knight. <laughs> All right, so. Fucking A! But you have advantage. Oh. So, so roll again. Okay. This is still your first, first attack. attack. This is still your first attack. There you go. So 13 plus 6, 19. You hit with your first attack. <laughs> okay. Now you deal 2d6 <laughs> plus 3. <coughs> Where your great sword is? Yes, three. So, regular damage plus a d6 fire, so it's not going to generate this turn. Okay. Good job. Four. Nine. Nice. So, 12 damage. And... Yep. And now a d6 of fire. So, another d6. Oh, d6. Mm -hmm. Three. Nice. Three. It... The, the blood-curdling noise it lets out, its primal scream from taking fire damage, it's almost nauseating how much pain you dealt it, but you don't feel bad at it. Not even a little bit. <laughs> um, 
it does not look great. And you see that the wounds that were starting to regenerate have just stopped. Okay. And just, it looks panicked. And it's, it's looking at you. You still have that other attack, though. So, and yeah. it still has the advantage because this happens simultaneously. It. It's not like one attack. You wait in the second attack. It's like a... So 14. Uh-huh. And then we'll, roll. We'll roll again because you might get a 20. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. A 19. Ooh, Close. <laughs> All right. And then roll... Your 2d6. Two two six. Four. Four. You get to re-roll that one. That's right. Four. Nice. Solid. So eight and three, 11. And is there a, f- a fire damage roll on this one? It's, no. You already know. It was, it was just the one hit, but he takes fire damage continually until he makes his save. <coughs> okay. It doesn't matter, because if you ever reduce it to zero or below, and it's and if it's taken fire damage, it's just straight up dead. Okay. You jump up, your cape just whiff it in the air, you take your great sword and just slash it across the neck, its head just lops off, the fire ignites it and the whole troll becomes ash at your feet. You drop down onto one knee and you take your sword and you sheath it across your back. Nice. Pretty fucking epic, yo. <laughs> a solid hit <laughs> thumbs up we rock that now can I like okay so can we so can we see what's going on in this in this area yet yeah uh, it's a little dark you might need some light I have a burning troll you take a piece of burning thing. troll you light a torch on it I'll say and yeah there's a his it, arm this whole thing seems to be pretty it's a pretty empty circular chamber but there is a staircase leading downward in the north part of this circular chamber interesting mm-hmm. so it's a circular room we're assuming is empty is what it you can tell what I can see the room is empty mm-hmm. and there are patches of light coming in from the Drop down stonework of the ruins, okay. but in the darker areas now, illuminated by your torch, all you really see is, is stairwell. Okay. Now, normally in this game, there's experience. You might like level up at some point. We're moving on. We're moving on. Got it. Don't let me have to look something up because it says I have one level of exhaustion. I'm just curious. Can I see? Can I see down the the stairwell? Uh, as you walk over to the stairwell. Kind of throw your torch towards it. You get to see the first couple steps, but it just seems to descend into darkness. You could throw the torch down, see what happens. I could, but I wouldn't have a torch because I'm figuring that there's like water or something down there. I am playing this game knowing you. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good strategy, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I feel like I could in most games throw it down in here, click, 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 and then it's you know, like when you use one of those in the movies where they crack the, and you can still see it. You, I would throw my goblin arm down and it would just go, and it would be out. I know that about you. That's why I like you. But <laughs> let me jot this down. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, what do you see down there? I don't see anything. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> wait, nothing? I wait, see. It's just black? I can see. It's black. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a couple of steps. You think I'm also Vin Diesel? <laughs> um, oh, boo. Yeah. You're better than that, James. <laughs> I made the pitch black joke because, fun fact, long time ago on DD. We always bring a story up for poor Jengus. Um, there's something in the game called an orb of annihilation. Oh god. It is it is made up of like pure darkness. Like like not just like 
you stick, stick a light in and it's gone. I mean, like, this is like a permanent darkness. And to move one is almost impossible. So they're usually fixed in place. They were in a dungeon where they found something that was just like, it looked like an open hole and it was dark and they were throwing things in and they weren't hearing anything. Okay. It was just like they'd throw something and nothing would happen. It was pure darkness and Jagus goes to stick his hand in. So if anything that touches an orb of annihilated, uh, annihilation is annihilated <laughs> completely. Like can't be resurrected, can't be brought back, like just, just gone, not just dead, like... Like out of existence, gone. So, like in the in the world of like the Looney Tunes cartoon Black Circle, he stuck his hand in there and pulled out his stump. Where, where, it's where, not even a stump. You touch it, your entire existence. Oh, gone. not so just the, the not just like the little piece to touch, like him as a person. Gone. <laughs> no, that was good. That was fun. Which is why when you said like, I don't. I would hope you wouldn't be that big of a dick to be the first time. Well, you would think. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just have to. I I would venture forth with my with my torch. Okay, you walk down the steps, which leads through corridors, which you tend to navigate. They're pretty easy because most of the sections are closed off. Do you make your way to a door that is made of iron, and it is unlocked and slightly ajar? Mm. Like a peanut butter, <laughs> a Nutella, <laughs> Nutella. Mm. Nice. Um, is there anything going? On? Can I hear or see anything going on? Oh, yeah, you hear the clinking from the other side of the room. And talking. What well, can I hear what they're saying? Perception check. Okay. <laughs> As you lean your ear up against the door, the entire door pushes open. And you're standing there with, with your hands up and your ear to nothing. Just a wide-eyed... <laughs> for, for the listener, Evan is both yet another one. Talking has stopped. In this room, there is <laughs> one piles, <open> door. <coughs> piles of different types of corpses. Okay. Some look a little meatier than others. Most look very drained, like something has sucked like just everything out of them, like 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 the hydration out of them. Like they okay. Dehydrated. All right. Um, on the walls. Sparse throughout our, throughout this square scattered. chamber, scattered. Thank you. <laughs> um, are a couple people, some looking healthier than others, but most look emaciated, hooked up to machinery, tubes, and the tubes seem to be drawing blood from them into these buckets. Okay. To which you see a well dressed man Ooh. with a golden clawed fist. Standing there talking to none other than Leoval. And the two of them are standing there having a casual looks like they were having a casual conversation when they both turn and look at the and look at the two of you with their eyes glowing a deep red. Oh no. You recognize the other man instantly, and it's like your memories come flooding back. You both remember this chamber, you remember the last time you were here. Everything comes flying back. The last time you were here, the man with the golden claw, from Kirk's perspective, just a guy. 
you fought him. You tried to beat him, and next thing you know, you woke up outside Hoblet. During the fight, you also remember Leovald misstepping and getting pulled by this Golden Clawed Man as a human shield as Sir Spectre tried to drive his greatsword with all this fury and rage through the Golden Clawed Man and hitting Leovold instead. Murdering Leovold. Mm. And in your moment of pure shock is when your mind got scrambled as well because you murdered one of your best friends. The man with the Golden Claw, you know slightly more about. This is Matthias. <gasps> Full circle. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. And on the Golden Claw itself is the symbol of Saloon, but you see it has been kind of redone <clears throat> in a way that makes it look like the eclipsed black void of Shar. Interesting. And, he's, and that is what he is holding. And you remember that is the artifact. The artifact that the two of you were supposed to retrieve all the way back those years. This is why your rage was so great while you charged into battle and did not realize that you were instead accidentally killing one of your best friends. But here Leovold stands, fine and alive. Leovold, our friend, he lives! He smiles, he says, yes, no thanks to you. Perception checks on the smile. Jenga's nose, but... Kurt needs a second. Uh, 15. Mm-hmm. 14. Got fangs. Oh. I don't know what that means. Is he a vampire? They're a vampire. Knowledge religion. <laughs> 15. Yeah. There are, in fact, vampires in this world. Okay. And here's two of them. Okay. And the other thing you know about vampires, they are not easy enemies. Okay. They're also undead, which are like these supervillains to all paladins uh-huh. and clerics. Like, your personal mission is to just, like, murder as many undead as you can. They're well, foul beasts. Well, see, but as per my backstory, my mission is to take out Matthias. Oh, yeah. So he's like... like triply on your list right now. Yeah. <laughs> you had background with him to take him out because he left you for dead. He actually, quadruply, he's desecrated an item of saloon and brought it to, like, into, into Char's graces. Mm-hmm. He made you murder your best friend and then subsequently raised your best friend back up as a vampire. Yeah. yeah I'm not a fan of him. To which Matthias smiles and you also see fangs. Okay. And he says, this again? No, I feel like we've been here before. You have been here before. <laughs> I'd be glad. Oh, should I turn this one next? Oh, no, Or should it be your, your children? Oh, I have kids. Oh, you're, oh no. If he doesn't remember. No. He doesn't remember. You had I like kids. This game. <laughs> you had kids. I ate them. <laughs> okay. That escalated pretty fucking quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I would <hit> me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jenga, just make a wisdom saving throw. I'll give it a good shot. <laughs> yeah. 17. Um, interesting. Okay. And Sir Spectre, take a wisdom save as well. 
I can't. Where, where's the dot fall on the six or the uh, nine? It's a six. It's a six. Okay, so that's uh, wisdom. That's a nine. Great. So he says. Uh, so as you look at Matthias, his eyes kind of peer into you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leovold is trying to do the same to you, but you you sort of shrug away, and your mind seems sort of like dazed, but you're all right. Um, you, on the other hand, you see, it's just like his eyes go from being red to being the bright blue you once knew. And Matthias says, he says, my friend, he says, you know the true enemy here, the real murderer, is this man. Please, protect me. He's a murderer. Kill him. <laughs> and his words just seem to make sense to you. You're like, that's right. Kurt was the one that killed my family. It was Kurt that stole the artifact and had this happen. Matthias has always been my great friend. Roll for initiative. What a twist. What a twist. (laughs) Really? Yeah. All right. Oh boy! I don't like this square. I feel like this square is not giving me enough roll ability. Ever rolled another critical one? <laughs> that's right. Initiative doesn't mean much. It just means you're going last. So, Angus, <coughs> what'd you roll? I rolled a uh, nineteen plus one is twenty. So it's your turn first, but I'm shrugging off that I mean, mind control a little bit, <laughs> taking a turn to wow. figure stuff out. Um. Or just before. It's up to you. Like, you hear the vampire say this, and you look at Sir Spectre, and he seems to be, like, like can, his yeah. eyes don't seem Not right good. to you. Mm. Not good. Kurt doesn't know how to break mind control. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like, this is at a point where, like, you know, does Kurt get it? You know? Like, does Kurt understand? Knowledge... Religion. I'll give it a shot. 17. You know that vampires, as between what you know of like the un the unclean magics and between what just happened to you, you know vampires, one of their one of their biggest abilities is their ability to charm. All right. And clearly they tried charming you, it didn't work. But they did get to Sir Spectre. He is charmed. All right. To break a charm, he would need to... The vampires would need to do something harmful to... I'm going to try it. Sir Spectre. Or try. you could try and break it out yourself as best as you can. I'm going to try a bit. Let's see what happens. Sure. You know what? I'm going to try a bit of roleplay. Let's see what happens. <coughs> take another sip it's going to be a bit of a monologue mm-hmm. so what's the point of this we'll see. Oh. if he doesn't uh, succeed in this on your turn you will attack him with right no no but what, like, there's, there's no numerical value to a monologue no but he, what he's trying to do is grant you a saving throw so if you could somehow get another saving throw if I for some reason I deem it necessary okay so, but whatever he says you're the I'm the judge as to whether. So right or not, now you could have made your decision. I won't. I do it based but, on what he does. Okay. All right. That's okay. Uh, I guess it was okay. necessary so, story. Oh. So so Kurt understands what's going on. Uh, he's like he 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 
He, he looks into your eyes. All right? He sees the anger in your eyes right now, but he, he holds you by your shoulders. He says, my friend, listen to me. I know that I may not be one who believes the same things as you, but through your actions, through your words, through your deeds, your heroics, I have seen the power of your goddess as you are her righteous vessel of vengeance. <laughs> and I know deep down inside, you will not allow yourself to be taken control by this monster, this abomination again. So, my friend, my companion, please, See within yourself, break this illusion, and join me in battle as we best your foe. <laughs> Brother. I'll give you a saving throw for that. <laughs> so, we roll, and add your wisdom saving throw modifier. 16. Wait, is that plus your... No, it's 13 plus 30. Okay. <laughs> what I did was maybe an assist. <laughs> I'll give you advantage because you're a paladin. Okay. So you can roll again and take the higher number. Just tempting fate here. Natural twenty. <laughs> I'm gonna take that one. You 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 snap out of it and it's like your blood instantly boils. <laughs> Because your mind was not your own. I don't like that. And you watch Matthias's eyes, his eyebrow arches. He says, interesting. Who knew such a feeble-minded man could break out of such an easy tactic? That seems... Mm, I like that. Not a fan of that. He says, well, you can take care of this, Leovold. Can't you? And Leovold says, with pleasure, master. And Matthias says... Toodles, and he just poof, becomes like a cloud of smoke, mm. and he's gone. Leovold eyes you both, smiles. Roll for initiative. Uh, well, we <laughs> oh, you did. I'm rolling for his initiative. Uh, all right. Yeah, he goes first. So you had what? Twenty. At twenty. Twenty. Yeah, he goes first. Holy moly! He's got spells. He's gonna do like a maximized fireball. <laughs> Vampire can take three legendary actions, choosing from oh, the options below. At a time, and only at the end of another creature's turn, it gains all its spent legendary actions on its turn. That's awesome. All right. Mm. So faster than than you could even think possible, this vampire's up right up to you. And it goes to attack you uh, with its claws. I say raged at the end of my turn. <laughs> Interesting. It goes to twenty-seven. It yeah. it grabs you. Um, and then with its second attack, uh, it <laughs> sinks its teeth right into your throat. Oh, 
26 with advantage. I could probably roll in that. Party. I can't. Uh, <laughs> says he can't. Probably could. You Didn't. take first eight piercing damage. Followed by seven necrotic damage. And your maximum hit point total is now reduced by seven. So it's seven necrotic? Mm-hmm. Okay. You are you also feel a burning sensation as a poison of some kind begins to sink into your veins. Kind of a dick move, dude. Kind of just made him a vampire. Yeah. If he doesn't do something about it within the next uh, 24 hours. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that was his turn. Your turn, Jagus. Cool. Still well, in the grapple. I'm going to rage. Yep. Uh, I'm going to try to break this grapple. Okay. Right? That's that's something I have to do. Yep. Uh, <sighs> Athletics. I have advantage on strength checks. Yeah, that'll... You break out. <laughs> uh, that's just my action, I believe. Or is that move? I'll count as a move. Thank you. You're welcome. I attack. Um, I'll attack recklessly, because he's going to fucking hit me anyway. <laughs> 11. That's a 2. So does a nine, a 18 hit. Yes. Cool. So first one deals damage. Solid, uh, so 17 on the first hit, and then second hit. Neville says, but we're friends. Why would you want to do this? What of all of our adventures, Kurt? He smiles with your blood dripping from his mouth. You were once my friend, but my friend died. You are now a monster. Yeah, and you know who killed him? Yeah. Your other friend. Yeah, really. That, that's kind of messed up. Bring that up there, Kurt. <laughs> like, I get it. I messed up, Kurt. Uh, 16 plus 7 is higher than the previous one, so it hits. Hey. <coughs> uh, 12 damage. 12 damage. It also punches you right in the face back. Uh, 19 hit. Uh, My advantage. advantage. 19. Yeah, it hits. Give me uh, healing, my friend. You take nine bludgeoning. Well, you mean four. Bludgeoning. And how much was that second amount of damage you dealt him? <laughs> I don't remember, so I'm going to say 19. All right. Even though we'll, we'll play it back and it won't be 19. It will not. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do, sir. Cool. I could use some of that. He's lay on hands and he has a cure wounds. Yeah. Oh, good. Creature gain. Uh, creature touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. The spell has no effect on undead or constructs. However, if you didn't want to heal, vampires regenerate, just like trolls, unless they take radiant damage, which you have the availability to do. But it's going to require some of those spell slots. Right, but... The radiant, the radiant damage, damages. What's his name? <laughs> I'm getting Leopold. Leopold. Yeah. But the cure spell would be for him. Right. Yeah. But you can't do both. I can't. Time. One or the other. Right. Right. So which do you want to do? 
I'm going to be a decent human being and, and, and Are you? help him. Yeah. You just got to remember, your role play says that you will do anything to murder your enemies. Right, but he's technically not my enemy. He's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I, w- I feel that I need him to defeat my enemy. Okay. How's that work? Cool. I can spin it that way. <laughs> cool. So you can knock off another first level? I can take another first level. And what did I say it was? True wounds. Yeah, 1d8. Mm-hmm. Plus probably your charisma modifier. Actually, <coughs> spellcasting ability modifier. Right, which is charisma. So okay. plus One, two, three. Oh, sorry, I was only looking at C. It's cool. You can reroll. That's cocked. <laughs> what are the chances? Nice. That'll work. You heal eleven. Cool. But unfortunately, it's his turn, and he heals a lot. Oh, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. And also on your turn, Sir Spectre, he attempts to hit you, and he misses. Yay! Because uh, I did a good thing. You see, that's right. why. It's karma, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Jengis, he attacks you. Yeah. He hits you. Of course he does. It's very hard to not hit me. <laughs> uh, with that advantage that you gave him. And he grapples you. Again with the grapple. And he bites you with his attack. With that advantage you gave him. What are you doing there, Jengis? You're killing me here. And he hits you. Don't heal me this time. And you take... Oh. You take eight piercing damage plus thirteen necrotic, and your hit point total is dropped by that much. But if you didn't take that full, then you just take it's dropped by the necrotic that you took. So six. So I'm done thirty. Also, he looks just about fully healed. Because uh, he's trading off me. He's a shit. Yeah, he is. Cool. Double turn. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm gonna attack him. <laughs> He's gonna attack you back. He's gonna bite you because you're still grappling. Oh yeah, true. I'm gonna try to break the grapple then first. Uh, so he's gonna attempt to bite you before you break that grapple. Eleven plus seven, eighteen. Yep. You take another four, five, six, six piercing, and another. 11 necrotic and once again he is now full healed why are you saying necrotic so there's different damage types radiant uh-huh. is one necrotic is another fire right ice it's a damage type necrotic is like the undead the evil right dark. but what is that negating what is that certain people have certain resistances to certain types of damage or okay. certain weaknesses to other so the distinction is always needed okay got it like the troll, need if you deal fire, you need to know because otherwise it doesn't regenerate. Well, I break out of the grapple. I'm still alive. I'm gonna attack him three times. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Look at damage. Because why not? Uh, so, uh, twenty-one hits. Mm-hmm. All right. Zayvold says, "This is foolish." Sixteen damage. As you swing your sword into him, 
and do what seems to be like a huge gash across his stomach, but he doesn't even flinch. Second hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, your great axe, not your sword. Yeah. Uh, 15 damage. Your great axe goes into his collarbone, and he just looks at it, amused. <laughs> wow, he's going to pull out the big boy. <laughs> Do the medium boy. Let's see here. Got to make space as the die gets bigger. That's a one. <laughs> not going to keep that. Oh, That's a three. Shit. Not wrong. And you get so upset, you just swing well, wildly. Does it miss. ten hit? It doesn't. All right, so I missed the third attack. All right, your turn. What were you saying before about? You have to do radiant, radiant, damage. radiant damage, which I believe your regular smite will do it. Man, yeah, I can't. I left the highest shot. Okay. Uh, branding smite. Okay. The next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack. Before this spell ends, the weapon gleams with astral radiance when you strike. It deals an extra 2d6 radiant damage to target, which becomes visible if it's invisible, and sheds a 5-foot radius light around it until it ends. So you can do that, or I think your regular... Hold on. There's your... That page. That one. Oh, I thought that was that. Your regular Divine Smite. Oh, just as extra 2d damage regularly, yeah. So you want to do... What level is it? The thing it's a level two spell though, so you can't do it too many times. Well, I can do it twice. You can do it twice, <laughs> and uh, after that, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much cooked. Yeah. Well, so gotta do what I gotta do. Good luck. Thank you, sir. Good luck, sir. So now I have to roll to see if I hit. Yep. Get two attacks. And it's also attacking you on your turn, and it's hitting you. First attack is a thirteen, which misses. But he hits you for a nice, as he lets go of, or he already broke out. But he punches you in the face for a nice 11 damage. So where your hit points are and current damage taken, it says damage taken. That's a damage current. Yep. Yep. So What did you just say? 11. 11. Then you have a total hit point, total of, what's that, 39? So it's a decent hit. Yeah, it is. It's a good one. Yeah. Now what am I doing? You roll again for your second second. A natural one. <laughs> I feel like I've been set up here, Jagus. <laughs> he gave you the dice. He too. did too. I see how this is. You the dice. <laughs> you laugh all you want, Dungeon Master. <laughs> your sword just flings it out loud. Like, Stop attacking me! <laughs> Stop it! Where's Lucius? <laughs> I need my human meat shield. Just like you were, Leopold. Uh, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> so, his turn. Yeah. He heals Rest almost full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still has advantage on you to reckless. Yeah, of course. Hits you with his attack. Yep. Grapples you. Oh, yeah. He's gonna bite you. He's gonna get you. He's gonna bite you. You take... 10 damage from the bite, regular, and then an extra 12 yeah, necrotic. He just, and Leopold goes, oh, another companion of yours down, Sir Spectre. He tosses the body to you, it crashes into you, and he says, come back if you think you're worthy of us. 
but you never will be. You weren't worthy of the goddess, and now I'm on the good side, the side of Shar. You are nothing. And he turns into a bat. He flies through a crack. Oh, come on. And all that, he turns into a bat? (laughs) And off he goes. End of combat as your poor friend lays dying there. Any healing will bring him back slightly. Any healing? Any healing. (laughs) Not much. He needs a long rest before he can recover from that poison. But if you don't bring him back... Within, let's see. If you don't bring him back within the next 24 hours, he's going to come back as a vampire. Yeah, so then I fucking manage well. God damn so it. So if you just use a cure wound, he's back. You can just lay on hands me. For sure. For a point. Yeah. A single point. point. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Your hands glow with the golden light, and you heal him just by touching. By some warmth. <laughs> I pull a Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what? 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 What is he? Did we? Did you best him? Yeah. Is our foe vanquished? It's been a long day, Kurt. Okay. <laughs> no, we did not. Somewhere, giant's bane size. <laughs> hey, we still have our memory, okay? <laughs> you do. And if you look in the room, there is a gem in the center of it, but it is broken. Oh, no. So you crack down the middle of it, and it looks like it should have been like a ruby. Bright and red, but it's gray and pale and broken. End of the adventure. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> you feel good about it? No. Really? no. <laughs> yeah, you talked with, talk with Jagus. You set me up to fail because of what happened in the magic shit. <laughs> I cannot control the dice. Yeah, obviously you can. <laughs> <laughs> They all may think so. So, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Now, clearly, now clearly, not meant to be played in in one sitting. These campaigns can last. Well, the the, the more people you have, the longer they'll last. And but I don't mean just the session itself. I mean the games. Like right, right, right. This could be part of a an ongoing campaign that would last even years, possibly. Um, you can't, you know, there's only so much you can do in one night with a couple hours. Right. So no, characters, people play their characters for year That's after year it. after year, and you just continue the story until the story's over. Yeah. Reoccurring villains and... I mean, it's a great theory. It seems like you can get really into it. Like, I know it's a visual medium, but Jangus was going above and beyond with his facial expressions and arm waving and stuff <laughs> like that. And I get it. It's what, what I don't like about it mm-hmm. is the lack of, of structure because it's pretty much up to you. Correct. Okay. I, well, to some degree. Well, like most of the turns does a 14 hit. No, like, like for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, granted, like he could tell you, I could tell you, but, if, but you didn't. So you're being a dick about. <laughs> so, so the DM, so it's up. It's not up to the players to. The whole point is the players shouldn't have all the information. Right. But like, if you were to check the player's guide, okay, like or the monster manual, I was not. I mean, okay. Let me get my thoughts in order here. For the most part, the DM follows the structure of what is given to them. Like I was following a stat block. I can show you that. No, no, no. I, I, I trust you. <laughs> I mean, just no. I mean, for an example purpose, not for trust, but just to show you, like. So, like, for instance, 
for um, Vampire, which was like hugely out of your league, mind you. Um, if he had done the radiant damage, could we have killed it, do you think? I think if he hadn't missed so much, and if you guys, if maybe if you hadn't recklessly attacked and given him advantage so much, yeah, I think you guys, it would have been a tough battle, but I think you guys could have won. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. Wow. But he's also a challenge rating of 13. Yeah. So he's a high end. Um, yeah. So these are all of its abilities. Got it. This is a huge stat block. There's some stat blocks that are like much smaller. Yeah. But each stat block will have like, it tells me the armor class, mm-hmm. tells me the hit points, and tells me what everything does. So I was following this. Gotcha. Like, his armor class was 16. So if you told me you rolled 16 or higher, you got hit it. him. See, like, I didn't um, know about that. Right. So that's why I'm saying, like, it's not... There it's is not a completely st- random. Right. There is a structure to it. However, there are times that a DM might fudge the rolls. And that's why some rolls are secret. And that's why you're not given all the information. Because if you were given all the information... And it's not... When I say fudge the rolls, it could be for the DM's purposes. It could be, like, you, you're defeating a major villain too quickly mm-hmm. that was supposed to get away. Right. So you say, do I hit? And it's like, oh, well, no. And like, there's something else happens and they fly away. Like... Because they need to do that for the story. <laughs> Look, shiny. <laughs> right? But it could also be for your benefit. Now, like in your case, I made it so I knew we needed to end. I knew you guys were going to take down a vampire, so I just focused on Jangus until Jangus predictably dropped to zero and had him fly away and let that be the end of the story so you guys could live to fight another day. The vampire easily could have then just come after you right. and killed you and that could have right. been the end. But likewise, if you're in the middle of a battle, and let's say it's about to be a... Um, a, a TPK, where total party kill. Got it. And <laughs> thank you. There's, there's 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 four of you, and you're the last one, mm-hmm. and you're down to like one health, and it makes no sense. Like, it's this is not a Deus Ex Machina situation. <laughs> okay. Like you know you don't. It would make no absolute sense for the villain to stop killing you or murdering you. Right. In those situations, maybe the role gets fudged in the in the favor of the player. Okay. Because well, actually otherwise, in favor of the story to keep the the, the storyline progressing. Right. So we might be like, so I might actually hit you with a role and just say I miss. Right. And you don't know the difference because you don't know what the modifiers are, or and that's why he has the screen. That's what the screen is for, to hide my the roles and the information. Got I'm it. usually pretty open with my roles, only because he I have very high all the time. <laughs> I have I have a history of rolling, and not just with these dice, like several dice over several years. Like I just have a history of having really good roles as a DM. Okay. As a player, it's usually like the exact opposite. But as a DM, I have a history of good roles, and one of my biggest pet peeves was there have been DMs that I've played with that like would fudge the roles in ways that, like, would be against the players. Like, they'd be like, oh, crit. Oh, like, super crit, mega crit, ultra crit. And just, like, you're not even looking <laughs> at the die. Like, <laughs> so I, I started to be like, I want to be more open with the player. I want the players to know. Long story short, there is a structure to it. But the goal of the DM is to be the storyteller. Right. To try to roll with what the players give them and try and enhance the story in some way. Clearly, we all got kind of tired near the end, so some of the more flavory stuff fell away. But at the same time... I tried. Like, I think, <laughs> you put forth a very good effort. You did great. You did great. <laughs> you did phenomenal. Um, that's why I'm saying like there is... 
it's not completely. I mean, it could be. I, as a DM, you don't even need books. You don't need structure. This could be a complete storytelling game with only a 20-sided die or no dice at all. Right. That's the beauty of it. But in this case, there was a structure. So it wasn't all gotcha. random. It, the randomness came into the die rolls. Makes sense. Other thoughts? I Honestly, no. I, I enjoyed it. I wish I was a little bit more... Um, Awake? Vibrant, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's late. It is. I don't know if you guys, if your your listeners know, it is approximately 11 o'clock. Yes, 11.30. 11.30, and I was up at 4.30 this morning, mm. so I'm Tom Tucker. <laughs> um, but I can understand this getting expansive and, and encompass, all-encompassing type of thing. It's interesting. It's a lot. You guys don't play simple fucking games, man. No. No. No, we don't. There's a lot of information that is passed through. Like looking at, just looking at this uh, first page of the character character sheet. sheet mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of fucking information on there, and coming in blind, like I have no basis for anything. I understood the picture in the top right corner because that's my favorite comic book character. Right, and like I said, it can be overwhelming, but it's it's one of those things that once you play it, you get a grasp on it. Like, right. It took you almost no time to understand the concept of it and to just go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I tell you, you roll a die. It's pretend. But in terms of, like, the the number structure and whatnot, it was pretty much like I was like, I told you to roll a thing. You found the thing on your sheet. You rolled it. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> that's it. And, th- and, and that that's, is what that's it is. the game. Yeah. That is the game. So it, it, I think it looks more complicated than it is it that does. you play it. But it is definitely something you need to be guided through because I'll tell you what, reading that rule book for the first time, if, you had, if you've never played or have somebody that has played, it's fucking, it's a it, lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I can only imagine. Just looking at how expansive they get with the characters individually, like it's, it's a world. Mm-hmm. Like it's a world. Yeah, so. it is. <laughs> All right, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, our year special. That is, and next week we have to record our actual episode for March. March. Yeah, we look forward to some Aether Revolt reactions, all oh. sorts of stuff. We'll talk all, all kinds of stuff. We're running out of time on our memory card. You got 40, 40 seconds. All right, forty <laughs> seconds sounds good. Well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us for an entire year. And Hopefully, thanks to Evan. For yes. yes, once again, thank you to Evan for bring, making this all happen. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night.